So, uh, hello, and welcome back to the Comic Corner. Uh, it's team up here with Dad. Um, we're doing book club. Uh, no co- new comics until like mid-May, mid to late May. So we're doing book club. This week we talked uh, Flashpoint, and um, we're gonna bring in some guests. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about all the weird spinoffs. You read anything cool this week, Dad? Because I don't want to give up that part. You know. Yeah. Uh, Flashpoint. Yeah, I read Flashpoint like one and maybe a half times. I read the the Marvel sixteen oh two. Yeah, I heard that one's really good. I really do. I have it. I haven't cracked it, but uh, there there is there's some twists that really make you feel like an idiot. I uh, I was I was speaking with uh, a colleague of ours, and I compared it to when you find out that the town of Nilbog in uh, in Troll Two is actually Goblin backwards. Like it just really makes you hate yourself because you should have known that. There's a reveal in that that you're just like, well, fuck me, huh? And th- th- for that alone, it's fun. Uh, other than that, it's just so, it's wild. It's in like trying to figure out who the characters are. Trying to be like, all right, like, you know, some of them are really easy, easy to figure out. Like uh, Sir Niccolo Fury, I bet you'll never guess who he is. Uh, that's... That's Sportsmaster, right? You didn't hear me out, Dr. Stephen Strange. But some of them aren't that easy. That's the Ghost Rider. That's definitely, no. He's, uh, actually, that, that would be fun, but you don't hear about the Ghost Rider. I think that could have been an interesting, uh, but there is a devil in it. Matt Murdock does have a pivotal role in it. I would say, uh, it's a gaming book, so I'm sure it's fucking weird as hell. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I call it weird. But who's who's the main star of it? it it's an ensemble piece. Okay. It revolves it revolves around uh, like I mean I guess Fury is kind of a central character. Fury and Doctor Strange are the two central characters. Oh, in, I, I I would have guessed it was Spider Man and Daredevil from like the covers and what I've seen. I mean Peter Parker is like is involved. He's a core member, and Matt, like I said, Daredevil's in there too. But, like, I would say it revolves more around, uh, I'd say it's more Fury and Strange. More F- Fury is probably the one featured the most. Strange. And then there's uh, Carlos Javier. Carlos not sure Javier. If you can deduce who Carlos Javier is. I just, I don't, I don't know. His last name is, like, one letter off from being a very important person in the Marvel Universe. Whose last name ends with Avier. That yeah. isn't Javier. Yeah. That's a... There's, there, there's, a couple, there's a couple fun ones. I mean, Count Otto Von Doom. And it's, by the way, it's Count, Count Otto the Handsome. They talk about, they talk, they spend the whole time mentioning about how, what a handsome man he is. How adorable he is. Yeah. That's, he's, uh, he's conducting like weird experiments and like like the mole men are actually his just like weird genetic experiments as are like the vulture isn't a person they're like his flying beasts it's great flying beasts yeah just like they're it's the it's like the the old the creepy old man adrian tombs but they're like a legion of those things and they're a bit more primitive and by a legion, I mean like maybe a solid group of a dozen. Okay. But it's fun. It's uh, it, it leads to some, some wacky nonsense. 
just it's wackadoo, you know. I read a bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Urban Legends earlier this week. And that is a very, I like caught up on it. It's a very strange series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they've crossed over with like Dragon and a bunch of weird like IDW, I think it might be characters. Raph gets his eye gouged out and then he becomes Shredder. Uh, Mikey is a romance novel uh, author. It's so wild. Yeah. I want to say Donatello is a. Uh, like a robot he he like his shell gets broken and then basically like a robot version of venom like finds his body and takes it over hang on hang on a robot version of venom so if like venom was robots so if uh uh an a robotic entity from outer space that can consume that, that i okay yeah, it's a parasitic uh, exoskeleton that latches onto hosts. Okay. It's some, it's some weird shit. It's really fucking awesome, though. Uh, Splinter turns into a bat with, like, like full-on rabies bat and everything. Oh, angry bat. For, like, a, for like most of the first half of the series. Uh, Casey Jones, he runs a grocery store. Nice change of pace. Uh, he gets fired, but... Oh, and uh, read the new Swamp Thing. I want to. I, I'm waiting to find it. It looks real, real good. It's read. on Read Comic. All right, so, like, let's get down to business. I guess, what are your initial things from Flashpoint? Did you... did You read it one and a half times. Did, have you, did you see the animated movie? I did. That was my first uh, run-in with it. I saw it, I don't know, a couple years ago. I watched it. Uh, we probably watched it together. To probably. There's probably that, yeah. Um, and I know you don't watch the Flash television show, so I'm sure you didn't see the episode no. that they butchered in an attempt, in a quote-unquote attempt to adapt it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, we'll get into that, trust me. I, I had a feeling we might. Uh, but that movie is really good, and it's almost exactly what happens in the books. Yeah, I did enjoy the movie. I almost thought the movie was better fleshed out than the comic, but maybe I'd read the comic too quickly. Like, yes and no, I guess. I like, you know, one of those, there's a lot more in the comic that gets expanded upon. But at the same time, like, the movie does a real good job of summarizing it and kind of here, you know, here's the package. Yeah. I guess, you know, who is your favorite character? Because, like, I loved... uh Element Woman, she was super weird. Yeah, she was fun. I really liked her. And also, like, the fact that Captain Thunder is all of the kids is was also really cool. That was a really interesting dynamic. That I almost was- prefer that as the mythos to, like, the f- whole Shazam family. Yeah, it, um, it almost makes more sense that yeah. it would get one of the powers of the seven as opposed to you know all of them getting all of the powers but one like each one of them has one that's a little bit more than the rest of them yeah flashpoint batman yeah flashpoint batman he's a pretty gnarly ruthless batman i just i mean 
So we've talked about it on past uh, episodes of the show, but like Tom King's Batman run is, is all centered around Flashpoint Batman, like mm-hmm. coming to our like coming to the Prime DC universe and trying to basically make Bruce quit being Batman, and it is. It's so much more tragic after reading like all the Flashpoint stuff because you're like the whole like he doesn't give a shit about anything except for like ending the world so that Bruce might live. And I know you didn't read it, but I read the uh, the Batman like night like Night of Vengeance spinoff like three issues like three issue series they do, and he makes it a point to find uh, Martha who is alive and well, well, she's alive, and ask uh, permission to save the world because it means that the both of them will die instead. And her response is to have a panic attack, run away, fall down a hole, and break her neck. All right, well, Dark Knight returns. Yeah, she, well, she runs down the hole that Bruce falls in, like, in all the mythos, the yeah. hole that Bruce falls in as a child with the bats, and, you know, that makes him think, like, What's it makes him like afraid uh, or, or find like realize that there's the bat cave potential underneath the that's the hole she falls in. I don't know. I like <clears throat> honestly, the most interesting part was the uh, Wonder Woman Aquaman dynamic. That was weird, but like I always liked it. Like it makes sense, it makes almost as much sense as like the like Wonder Woman and Superman romance at the beginning of the New 52. Yeah, no, I think it, it makes way more sense here. Yes. Like, yeah. It, I, it like, I thought, it, if anything, that that was the most, like, intriguing line of all of this. Like, there's so much more at play that they didn't even touch on. Yeah, it's a, it's a like, killer for sure. Just, like, the general effects of, like, you know, the Atlantean and Amazonian war. And just culture in general, trying to be all... Yeah, the... Mer- yeah, the, the whole... That whole... I mean... Sinking of Well, I need more about that. There is. If you read, there's two spinoffs: Wonder Woman and the Furies, and uh, Emperor Aquaman. Yeah. And both of them dive into that a lot harder. And unfortunately, those are like two of like the four spinoffs that I did not get a chance to read because I was going for the real weird, different ones, like yeah. the Outsider one they do. But yeah, no, that was. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, and I'm kind of disappointed that it wasn't more of a thing in the main books. But like her with the head, or her with wearing like the crown. I think there's a lot of images of it in the book itself of her like holding the head, like the sever, because she cuts Mara's head off. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm aware. And that that was very well done in the movie, by the way. Yeah, but god damn it, I will say, beefy Aquaman is so dreamy. Huh. You're not wrong. He's like everything Rob Liefeld wanted to draw in the '90s. He's like fucking just like huge, bulging muscles with like eye with scars across his eyes. Yeah, just wet dream in it. That's how cyborgs drawn, you know. Uh, well, the whole point I read was um, that Jeff Johns really likes really likes Cyborg and wanted to raise his status in the universe. And that's why Cyborg is like the main hero in the book or such a big player comparatively. And like, they drew him like a tank 
purposely because they realized like because he was gonna be you gotta take superman's place basically well you know i thought that was interesting um there is one of the one of the first images i think on the on the first issue is him doing like the iconic pulling his shirt open and it's just like you know cyborg yeah honestly in that in that moment he reminded me more of captain america than superman well, yeah, because he's like so. He's like you know, he was basically commissioned by the government to mm-hmm. to work for them. Hey, it's Derek from over at itsdemboys.com. I hope you're enjoying Team Up's Comic Corner. If you're liking what you're hearing here, I promise you, you're gonna dig what we have over on the site. So head to itsdemboys.com or check us out on Instagram at itsdemboys. And don't forget, DC movies aren't nearly as bad as Marvel fanboys want you to think they are. All right, peace. All right, so uh, we're here with the actual Dem Boys. We figured it'd be fun to bring them in on Book Club for the first episode. You guys want to introduce yourselves? One yeah. Time. yeah. Yeah. All right. Jesus. Zach, do you want to go first? Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm Zach. Wow. Great yeah. introduction. What are your some of your pleasures in life? Okay. Okay. He says. <laughs> Hi, I'm Derek. I'm one of the co-founders of Dem Boys. Uh, our website is itsdemboys.com, and we host Team Up and uh we have fun we have fun team up i don't think they know I'm... you and i used to host a little radio program together oh yeah when we were in college yes that's that's oh, how we know each other we, you oh, know, bad apple yeah bad it's apple nice radio. Be, it's nice to be back on the air with you it's very it nice is. to be back on the air it is you. been a while been a while had some good times oh, had yeah. some cries had a lot of farts but, too know, many too many in that small room that we were in. Ugh, you're really just getting choked out by farts all the time. All right. Um, Anyways. We're done with fart jokes because we have a lot of flash jokes to get to. Um, so I guess what are what are your uh, first you know impressions of this? Derek, I know this is the first you've read or know of anything about this. So let's start with you. Yeah, so I am, I mean, outside of like, the one-off Nickelodeon or horror comic. I'm not really a huge comic reader. I'm a big partaker in shows and movies mostly, the occasional video game. But uh, this was my big, my first big uh, foray into any sort of superhero series or whatever. I gotta say, pretty fucking sweet. This was like. I don't know. I think that was an, an ideal one to uh, start off with. It was just, it was fantastic. I don't know. I was on the fence because you told us that you wanted us to join you on this little uh, soiree here. So I don't know. I read it this past weekend and I like couldn't put it down. It was actually really really fantastic. All right, all right, Zach. What about you? What do you think? Um, well, I've been reading comics for you know a number of years now, and I've read this in the past and. It was great to pick it up and reread it because I haven't done that yet. And uh, I got to say, I remember it being a lot longer than it was, but I guess that's just because of how packed it is. Yeah, you can crush it in like an hour, hour and a half. Tops. Yeah, yeah. I actually tried reading it on the uh, like the DC Universe app, 
at Derek's suggestion. And mm. uh, it's a pretty crazy reading experience because, like, the the panel dynamics are interesting. Like, they force you to, like, read it, and then it'll, like, pan out and shit to see, like, the whole panel and stuff. All right. Yeah, it's, like, really immersive, surprisingly. Yeah, I haven't read anything on there yet, but I probably should eventually. Well, you said you're a subscriber over there, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I want them to keep making Doom Patrol, so... Mm. Take my money. I have to watch that. Yeah, I'm still pissed about um, Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah. We can talk. We can get. We can talk about that forever. But we'll talk about it when we get to doing a, a Swamp Thing uh, book club. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, did either of you guys read any like the spinoffs? That, I mean, I know Derek didn't, but Zach, have you ever read any of the spinoffs? Um, no. The closest I've gotten is probably the one. Batman annual they did with the Thomas Wayne Batman and like Convergence. Dude, do you have any idea that like the entire most recent run of Batman was predicated on Flashpoint Batman coming back, like coming to our universe and trying to convince Bruce Wayne that he shouldn't be Batman anymore? No fucking kidding. Yeah, like, I haven't read that. Like, like 85 issues. Solid. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I haven't read any Batman or any comics in like a couple of years now. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. I mean Flashpoint was the start of a whole new series of comics afterwards. Um and you can really see it in when you read Flashpoint and a lot of the spinoff stuff because it's pro- one of the most brutal like series that like in Main Street comics that I've read in a while. Um Especially when you get into some of the spinoffs, like Grodd rips Catman's spine out at one point. There's a one-shot called Grodd of War that I really enjoyed. A lot of spine severing. Um, yeah. You might have noticed uh, that Lex Luthor was absent through most of the entire series, well, all of the series. Yeah. Because as a child, his father used him as a human shield when Crypto attacked his father in a secure bunker. No shit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's they very They inserted him into the animated one. Yeah, they kind of shoehorned him in there. Yeah. But didn't, nope. They didn't, like, use him for anything, though. No. No, they did not. Yeah. Much like Clayface and that whole thing. Right. But... I was gonna say, like, what was your favorite parts of the of the series of the reading of it? Uh, uh, you go first. I'm trying. Yeah. To think. Well, I I mentioned it to Zach on Monday. Uh, that again, because I'm not a reader of the comics and I don't know a lot about the Flash. He's kind of a big blind spot in my uh, DC repertoire. I just, I mean, I really liked everything about what I was reading up until I got to the point where he was on his cosmic treadmill. Mm -hmm. And it just made me laugh really hard. Because Zach explained to me that it's a thing. It's like an established thing for the Flash. It's a huge established thing for the Flash. For like a first time reader, everything is super serious and we've got this really great thing going. And then all of a sudden he's like... I have to get to my cosmic treadmill. And you're just like, what? Other than that, though, 
big fan of everything that I read. Uh, my favorite part, are we giving, well, I guess we can give spoilers. It's like a nine-year-old comic series at this point. Yeah. But when he's in the Batcave and like two panels before they actually revealed, I realized that Bruce Wayne was dead and it was Thomas Wayne. And then they actually revealed it and I was like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, cause I didn't yeah. really understand what was happening up to that point. I understood that like, okay, we've got a little bit of uh, divergence in a timeline. Something's not quite right, but I couldn't really figure out what it was. And then that moment I was like, oh my God, that's fucking brilliant. But uh, yeah. I think that was my favorite part, honestly. Yeah. That was the coolest thing that I experienced in that whole series there. Yeah, it definitely starts getting fucky from there. Yeah. Like, time. Uh, I also love the Superman reveal. In it. Like, when they break into the facility and, like, mm. they find out Superman's just, like, this scrawny little dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I mean, so, again, like, I read all the spinoffs, so, uh, Tarek, you will be surprised, uh, maybe, to find out that... Um, the Joker of that world is Martha Wayne. <laughs> so again, Zach and I shouldn't have talked to each other this whole week, <laughs> which is really hard because we work together. But he told me that at lunch the other day and I lost my shit because it sounds stupid. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, oh yeah, Batman, the Joker, they kind of have that little, uh, uh, almost like a married couple thing going on. They're practically on. Yeah. a married couple themselves, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, all right, that's actually a pretty funny, pretty good spin on it, I guess. And yeah. uh, I definitely want to see more about that, so maybe you'll have to recommend a few books where that is the... Uh, There's really only one. Your point. There's, There's only, only one. It's only three issues. That's what uh, I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. But uh, and then with Zach, I mean, there is the Superman reveal is great, but I mean, there's the whole fact that like General Lane raised Cal uh, since he was a baby, like almost like his own son inside the uh, testing facility, which is like a really uh, yeah. weird thing. And the reason he smashes uh, in like his entrance, like the thing that happens right before he enters in the final battle and like smashes Enchantress to bits. Uh, is Lois Lane dies in his arms. Oh, shit. So he's very upset and angry. Mm. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole craziness. It's, it's seriously, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that uh, the fucking paperback I bought of it had more of the side stuff in it. Uh, I mean, you're going to mostly end up buying just the five issues that make up the same, the main story. Everything else yeah. is so wild and out of like you know, a lot of it almost right. doesn't make sense unless like well, you you really want to get into the nitty gritty of everything. I also like that it had Element Woman in it. I don't know why I've always had a soft spot for her ever since she had like one issue in Sandman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real depressing issue too. We were talking about it that is. before you guys joined. Uh, Element um, Woman's a real good one. Is there anything else you guys want to really uh, bring up and kind of get at with this? Um, um, Zach, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, if all I can really say about the, like, actual comic series is it's great. 
But I mean, if you want to talk about some of the adaptations, we can do that. Yeah, we probably should. I guess so. Yeah. Jared, you saw the movie you said? It's it's just really easy to ask you a lot of the questions to start because uh, you, you don't know anything. And it's funny to watch your little baby face uh, light up in excitement about these <laughs> topics. I mean, if you wanted to talk anything Batman, I can pretty much hold my own. But it was, uh, I mean, other than that, I'm at, like, well, so big, did you watch the spots. movie? The animated movie, I did not have a chance to watch the animated movie. And I was pretty bummed that I didn't have a chance because of how much I actually liked the comics. It's almost word for word the same thing. Which is Yeah, they great. just added a bunch of stuff from, I'm assuming, the side comics to it. Yeah. 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 A little more like than that. That's how I knew about uh, Martha being the Joker. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, wait a minute. Uh, in any of those side issues, I guess that's my question for your team up. Do they ever get into more of, like, the backstory behind the Amazonians or, or Atlantis and all that stuff? Like, or are, are we just like getting... Why they're at war? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you getting, like, a prequel in that sense or, like, a side well, story? I mean, not just... They're in a war because Wonder Woman chopped off Mera's head. And wore it like a fucking, like a crown. Well, she wore her actual crown. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, she, it's not like Wonder Woman was parading around with Mira's head atop her yeah. head. Like some weird, fleshy... Pump, I was say, you know? Dad, you explain it, because you're, you're well, the ancient civilization guy. From what, from what I've seen, like, what you know is they, it was Aquaman and Wonder Woman had an affair. And then Mira was like, yo, that's some bullshit. She rolled up on in there, and she went after Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was like, I'm not going to settle for this on my own turf, and just straight up decapitated her. And now wears Mira's crown as a trophy and as a sign to be like, don't fuck with me. As a warning, she says. I believe it's a, her exact quote is, I wear it as a warning. A warning or a sign that says, don't fuck with me. You can read that in either interpretation you'd like. Uh, well, a warning is a sign that says don't fuck with me. That was exactly <laughs> my point. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, that's, I mean, other than that, like, the, that, that's all you know about them from this. There's no other yeah. context around that. Just like, oh, right. fuck. Uh, it gets a little, like, in the side stuff, it gets a little deeper in, like, so Arthur and Mara were married, and he was king, and then the Amazonians went to the Atlanteans, and some you know, some arranged marriage to unite the kind kingdom Shit stuff got real went on. He was going to have a bunch of different wives. Aquaman's going to be rolling in, you know, the ladies. And then they got jealous. And then Mara got jealous. And then, you know, Wonder Woman cut her head off. And then it really got uh, Aquaman real mad. But like I said, beefy Aquaman, pretty dreamy. <laughs> yeah, they, um... They put a lot of that into the animated film too, actually. Yeah. yeah. One last. Although thing. I hated that the way you looked in the animated Beefy film. Aquaman? Beefy Aquaman was all over that animated. Was he scene. all over that? He was a little too beefy in the animated one. Is there such a thing? I didn't think so. I don't know if, <laughs> you, look at, if you look at Cable circa nineteen ninety three, there might be too beefy. That Cable yeah. is too beefy. I don't know. Maybe it's me personally, but he was hitting that level. Uh, that a little cartoon. bit. It's because you, yeah. you really see him as kind of a smaller dude. Right. He yeah, that might have like, been it. It might have just been jarring. 
He looks like Stormfront. I don't know if any one of you have ever read any of the boys' issues. Uh, Stormfront, he's coming to season two. Well, she's coming to season two because they're gender swapping the character for the show. Uh, oh. But Stormfront is like the Nazi Superman that Hitler made. Yeah, that and sounds about I right. I know what Aquaman looks like. Yeah. Just blonde hair, blue eyes, and a square jaw. Yep. Uh, I do want to get into some uh, how angry I am interpretations-wise of it, because like nothing ever offended me as much as uh, the Flashpoint episode of The Flash. Uh, season three, episode one, I believe it is. It. I almost. I remember when it first came out. I was so excited because Flashpoint was one of my favorite things. And then yeah. I watched it, and I almost never, ever watched the show again after that, because I was so upset with what they had done. Yeah, I made it, like, to the invasion story, and then I was just out, which was a little later in the season. Oh, I'm still, I'm up to date on all of the series. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, other than Supergirl, Black Lightning, and Batwoman, I'm not caught up on, but... Nah. Yeah, like... I've had a hard time with those balancing my love of DC comics with my hate of the CW. Yeah. The flash is a little melodramatic sometimes. I'll give you that. Yeah. Also, they could have cut it out with the flashbacks and arrow, like, you know, after season three. Yeah. But that was like a whole part of the show. Yeah, I guess. Zach is the other person who saw that adaptation of it. Like, yeah. I feel like it, it it got some of the right emotions, but as far as literally anything else, it was a fucking tragedy. Yeah, like, there's almost no stakes to any of it, you know? There's no, it's a very small scale story, you know, not even close to fate of the world type stuff. If they did it now, they could really pull it off because they've introduced many characters or like similes of these characters, like... Superman right. is a character of the Arrowverse now. Wonder Woman isn't, but like... Right. I, you know, I'm sure they could find a replacement. Same with Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's like, I don't know what I should have expected from a universe that really doesn't have any of the Justice League members other than, you know, Flash. Right. Yeah. Well, the main Justice League. It also should like, have lasted more than a single episode. That yeah, that's true too. Then again, I wouldn't want to sit through more than an episode of that. So I think it could have been more. It could have been better with more than a yeah. single episode. Yeah, it also could have been better if like there was just a bit more at stake than oh he's gonna lose his memories of the old world. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the stakes uh, of Bruce in the original really push it. I was gonna say I. I have one question. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I've been wondering this. Just for my own sanity, Kevin Smith did not direct that episode of The Flash, correct? No. Thank God, no. because it would be the worst thing, in my opinion, to ever happen to Kevin Smith if he was uh, There's a lot worse than that. saddled with that. That is not it. Yeah. He did make Jersey Girl. Man. Yeah, but from how you're describing this, I would take Jersey Girl a hundred times. I wouldn't. I watched I watched that episode yesterday. I did not watch Jersey Girl ever. Yeah. Flashpoint, still better than Jersey Girl. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, Dad, what were you saying? I was just like, if I was just thinking about that, uh, if there, you know, there was like more at stake outside of losing memories. If you think about it, this alternate universe for Barry is perfect. Yeah. How would he want to go back? Yeah, fuck the old universe. Yeah, right. Like outside of like yeah. Iris, which, eh, you know, it's comic books. They're a dime a dozen. Yeah. yeah. Seems like he could have got her back anyway. Yeah. Oh wait, no, she was she was married to someone else or something, wasn't she? Yeah, that anyway. guy John. That's really all they say. Uh, Barry yeah. Silicon Hammer. Well, remember, I mean, you know, he wants to undo everything because he doesn't realize that it's his fault. That's true. Until like the very end. Yeah. This is one of the best That's like true. turn reveals, like in comics of just like, oh, what did you do, Barry? And you're like, oh my god, yes. Yeah, at least that was still in there. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty, uh, like, that was a pretty big reveal when I first read it, for sure. All right, All right well, thanks for coming. Uh, we really enjoyed yeah. having you on the show. Uh, our first foray into some guests. Uh, you guys have any parting thoughts or words or plugs you got? Parts. Oh, God, yeah, parts. Where am I at? Uh, well... As I'll always say, uh, check out itsandboys.com because not only you can see all of our new, cool new content, but all of Team Up's old articles back when he was still writing things versus talking about things, they're all up there. And there's some good old you know stuff that you wrote, so uh, I'd say check that out. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for and writing I all of this. Oh. and doing all yeah. of this but uh other than that that's all i got yeah well in addition to saying thank you like derek all i want to say all i want to add is i said it before i'll say it again season three episode one of the flash still better than jersey girl yes yes right. perfect yeah all right well uh we'll catch you guys uh catch you guys later enjoy all right all right. All right. We'll see you. All right. So, like, I want to talk about some of these things that happened in the weird spinoffs of this series so badly with you. Because I think you're really going to appreciate a lot of them. Some of these notes I've got here. Uh, the Legion of Doom, the three-issue series they do, awesome. It starts with Heatwave setting half of Firestorm on fire and then demanding to be made his replacement. Okay, I like it. Because he wants to be the fire. Yeah, the fire part of Firestorm. Yeah, uh, even though it doesn't work like that. Right. Cyborg shows up, they get in a big fight, Heatwave goes to jail, and then he smuggles Plastic Man in through someone else's stomach. I believe it's Sportsmaster. Or no, Clue Master's stomach. So then Eel O'Brien crawls out and murders somebody on the way out. And then they, they're put in the Legion of Doom headquarters, which is a prison in this universe. Right. A flying prison owned by Arrow Queen Industries. So then him and Plastic Man, like, take over the place, stage a mutiny, fight, like, and then he tries to crash it into Detroit as a fuck you to Cyborg. He tries... He tries to crash it. Okay. Like the whole, it's the three city blocks is what the Legion of Doom headquarters is. 
and he tries to crash it into Detroit because it flies, of course. Of course. Because that's just duh. I mean, why wouldn't it? Right. Um, Plastic Man is a bad guy is really cool. Yeah. Especially when he gets called Plastic Man and he freaks out because he hates that. Because he f- sees himself as a fucking abomination. Okay. Yeah. It, that was that was like one of the more violent miniseries. Uh, Grand of War was sick. and I, But I think... I'm going to tell you one that I think you're really going to like, and I'm going to talk about one that I really like. So one of the things I read was the uh that you would love was in uh dead man in the flying graces and it was a series about Haley circuits and this is like robin's parents never die and dead and like boston brand is like part of their act and he's an asshole and no one likes him king shark is one of the sideshow character like sideshow freaks but so is uh clark nelson uh, AKA Dr. Fate. And through a series of events, Dr. F- like Ken Nelson, sorry, he gets uh, murdered by an Amazonian and Dick Grayson becomes the new Dr. Fate. What the fuck? Yeah. Like at the end of the series, it's literally a shot of him being like, with holding the helm of Naboo like to his chest about to put it on saying call me Dr. Fate nice I like that yeah it was sick uh, and for me that I really loved that I like never realized until now um, was in the Superman Project Superman uh, series they do yeah there's this the mad scientist if you will who works for General Lane is named um Dr. Uh, Ridge. And I was like, who is this woman? And then I did a little, little bit of digging, and you want, like, Ridge is her maiden name. Her married name is Holland. So Swamp Thing's wife is the doctor who's in charge of the Project Superman project. And she's got like a weird, she takes her helmet off. She wears like a helmet, like the maker. Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, The maker. The maker from uh, Marvel. And she takes it off and it's like this weird floronic man, like plant thing going on. And then little like plant imps like jump out of her head and attack. Like one of the characters. It is wild. That sounds fucked up. And it is the coolest shit ever. Yeah, she studied under Professor Woodrow, uh, and her classmate, one of her classmates, was Pamela Isley. Wow, there you go. That's nice. Yeah, it was a real good, like, deep cut that I was like, what is that? And then I read it, I was like, that's so fucking cool. And there is an Independence Day reference in the one of the issues. Oh, that always helps. Uh, it's a Welcome to Earth. It's Cyborg ripping the door off of Abensor's uh, spaceship. Yeah. Going, hi, I'm Cyborg. Welcome to Earth. Like, holding the Earth. He didn't say Earth, but so close. I read it as Earth. Oh, no, of course. Of course, there's a Booster Gold one. That was a lot of fun. Fucking Booster Gold. Dude, he's so awesome. 
Especially because this one starts with him like going to the fridge to get a sandwich, and then there's a bright light, and then everything around him is like decrepit. Like that's how he travels the timelines. Just like, yeah, and he doesn't even realize it. The green, I mean, the outsider was probably one of the cooler ones as well. Yeah. Um, just like some superpower dude from India. Uh, he's a real bad, ca- real bad character. And some shit goes down where like the Martian Manhunter shows up and they fight and he traps him between literally two universes somehow. It's some fucked up shit. It's pretty fucked up. But in the Oven Source series, Sinestro like tortures Atrocitus to learn about the Flashpoint prophecy. And then his whole plan is to go find Barry Allen and make Barry remake the universe in Thal Sinestro's orderly image. And then him and Abin Sora get like a huge fight and he literally cuts off Abin's arm. Fuck yeah. And so Abin's response is to create a like a green, like a hologram arm, put the ring on it and punch Thal in the face. Glad to see that Sinestro doesn't change no matter what universe he's in. No, such a constant. Yeah. So I'm like super disappointed that like the ultraviolet lanterns thing isn't more of a thing. Yeah. So what what's going on in that angle? Uh, well, right now, last I saw him in the Justice League, he was part of Perpetua's throne. All right. Like him and Brainiac and Grodd, I believe, were turned into a throne. Yeah, but wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Because like um. <clears throat> Perpetua, yeah, turned on them, right? And, like, absorbed them or whatever? Yes. Death Metal, dude. I can't fucking wait for it to come. Yeah, because there was just the whole... Uh, now it's now the uh, the Batman who laughs who's working with Perpetua, right? Yes. Wacky. Wacky-ass shit. Dude, comic books, man. They're so fuck Bonkers. All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, thanks for tuning in, talking with us about Flashpoint. Uh, next time, we're going to be talking about Providence. It is a 12-issue series from Alan Moore, printed for like 2015 and 2017. And it was spooky. It's part of the Lovecraft mythos, uh, and we love it. I've never read it, but I love the Lovecraft mythos. So, I mean, try to why why is it something that you wanted to read? Because it's just outrageous. I just want to, or like... I know it's fun to just see someone take Lovecraft and put imagery behind it. Like I still haven't seen uh, color out of space with Nicolas Cage, but you know, it's just, it's fun to see. Cause like the beauty of Lovecraft is that it's your imagination that builds it all. So to see it out in like someone else's interpretation, is just always a fun time. Wait, are you trying to tell me that there is a Nick Cage movie about the H- about the Lovecraft mythos? Yeah, dude, color out of space. It just came out. I don't, I've never, I, I'll have to, I'll definitely be looking into that. Yeah, it was the guy who directed, uh, I can't, Richard something. He directed uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau back in like 90-whatever. Really? Yeah, that, that, out. well, he directed some of it. It's that, that's a whole fucking thing in and of itself. But yeah, it's just like, it's a, it's a fun time. And most importantly, it takes all of the whole, uh, Lovecraft is like a racist and a sexist and a homophobe and it flips all of it on its head. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited. Well, it's like, that's, that's like a nice, that's a nice touch, you know? Yeah. Lovecraft as a person, 
Well, not the best. Came up with a great genre of literature, but uh, you know, kind of a dick in the process. Uh, it's unfortunately, it seems to be how it always goes, isn't it? Yeah, it's the way she goes. Yeah, that's the way of the road. Way of the road. All right. Well, um, thanks, guys. We'll check you all later. And until next time, just remember, uh, Dick Grayson is definitely the coolest Doctor Fate that there ever was. Yeah, after it. All right. Later. Thank you.